Hello everyone and welcome back to the Game Mindset Match podcast. I'm your host Neve, and I am ready to bring you another episode where we're going to be having a guest. If you saw on Instagram you already know who this is but to give you a bit of an intro I'm going to be speaking with Matt Sunter who is originally from Australia and is currently the director of tennis at International Junior Performance Tennis or IJP Tennis for short um, and that is in Phoenix, Arizona. So He was a high-performance junior player and now has been coaching for over two decades. And he has also been my tennis coach since I was four years old. So I'm super excited to bring him in to be able to talk a little bit about what it's like to coach mental strength and mindset when you have a program with lots of junior kids and how to mold them into people with strong mental abilities. So uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us today. Hi, Neve. Thanks for having me on. Really excited to, to get the call up here and um, really excited to talk about um, all the topics that we've got planned for today. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're very excited too. So we have a couple of questions that we have already planned. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you was, could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background in tennis? Sure. So originally from Melbourne, Australia, I grew up playing junior tennis there really from the age of five. So I've been uh, playing, playing tennis for a long time and coaching for 23 years. So I started my coaching experience in Melbourne and I was the head coach for an academy there for a couple of years. And then I moved to London, England and I worked there for seven and then went to Chicago uh, where we started IJP Tennis and then moved out to Phoenix about eight years ago and have been running uh, this program for seven years now. So yeah. All around. Yeah, no, you've been everywhere with it. And you mentioned that you started at five, like young yeah. like me. And so because you were in junior tennis for such a long time, when you were in that field, how was your mindset and your mental strength when you were younger? Oh, you know, it was, it was <laughs> to be honest with you, it was not good. And, you know, being in the sport for so long now for, um, you know, I'm 41 years old now, nearly 42 and just reflecting now, so being in the sport for so long, I can look back and, and see my mindset and see where I was at as a junior player, and it was it was not good at all, you know. It was very, very negative. I would go to a very dark place when I played tennis, and um, I could never snap out of it, so to speak, and I only, over time, um, have I gotten better at that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, it sounds similar to kind of like what I talk about from several years ago in my experiences, but... Mm. I know that when we catch up, when I'm away, you talk a little bit about how you're doing leagues and stuff and USTA groups and all that. So do you think, you kind of touched on it, but do you think that your mindset is very different now than where it was before? Yeah, 100%. So when I was a junior tennis player, I was so focused on all the things that happened outside the tennis court. So, you know, as a practice player, I was fantastic because I was so relaxed. and, um, And then when I'd go play tournaments and competitions, I was so focused on I just have to win this match yeah, yeah. and would never play my best tennis obviously um, with that mindset and now obviously like I said you know I still I feel very fortunate to still be playing at a pretty high level at 41 so um, I now for me it's all about enjoyment when even when I go out and play a match it doesn't bother me too much if I win or lose like obviously yeah. I, I don't like losing I'm a very competitive person no you, I, you said that when you lose <laughs> yeah so I, I've learned to channel it obviously yeah. if it's a big match or if it's a final or something like that and I lose then obviously I don't like that but my mindset within the match is super positive super energetic I'm not worried if I win or lose the match during the moment I'm just worried about 
um, trying to play my best tennis in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And so let's switch from playing and let's go into a bit of coaching. So when you began coaching, did you ever think about teaching mindset to your players or was it something that you discovered later in your career as you worked in different places, taught different people? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's something that's definitely evolved over time. You know, being from Australia and then traveling to England and America, you know, the cultures are different. So I've learned to sort of adapt uh, on that. But yeah, no, I, as I've gone along, I've been more aware of, of the mental side of the game. Like I said, with my self just maturing as well and seeing how that affects the game so much. And then obviously just watching and being around the sport and seeing the best players and how mentally strong they are. So it's only natural that it's probably one of the biggest elements that coaches should be working on with their junior players. Yeah. And I mean, if you were to say, what do you think would be, you've been Australia, England, and now the US, what do you think is the country that values the mental side the most being in each setting? I think the European culture, to be honest, you know, they're very, very strict in terms of how they coach and what they want out of the kids. I would say that sort of taught me a lot. And I definitely use that here in America. Um, the Europeans have a great culture. The kids are so respectful to the coaches, which I thought was amazing over there. So I think that's something that's definitely um, I've brought to my coaching here in the States and definitely a part of how we run IJP Tennis. All the coaches are the same in terms of what we ask out of the kids. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being at the academy, I've noticed the same thing too, that mm, even great. the coaches, they'll talk to you more about it as well. And if you say something, they actually understand what you're trying to get out of it. Where I feel like, I mean, I've only worked with you here in the States, but I know that a couple coaches who would just completely ignore anything that you're saying about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely a different, different um, mentality over there. Yeah. So when you are on the court and let's say hypothetically one of your players came up came up to you and asked you, you know, what is mental strength and why is it so important for me to learn it? What would you tell them? You know, for me, you know, I the first thing when I'm working with a player <clears throat> and I feel like I'm getting into that sort of topic of conversation where they're playing a lot of tournaments and we really want to focus on the, the mental side of the game. For me, it's about defining it, is letting them know, hey, um, so I just do a little test. I write on the back of a piece of paper, I write what mental strength is to me, and then I fold it so they can't see it, and then I make them write out what mental strength is for them, and and then we flip it over and we compare. And so for me, I always say mental strength is the ability to play every point with an attitude that you're going to fight for every point, that you're never going to give up, that you're going to try your best no matter if you're playing good, bad, Whatever it is, it doesn't affect your effort and belief that you can win the match and win every point. So that's how really how I define it. And then obviously once they understand that, and it's obviously not on performance, it's not are you hitting the ball in, it's are you mentally engaged in every point when you step up to the line with that belief that you're going to give your best effort. And then once we sort of um, realize that that's what mental strength is for me and then they speak and tell me what their side of the story is and then we go from there and then we move forward yeah. and make improvements. How do they usually react when you do that? Well, they always write down that if they're hitting the ball good. You know, that's oh, yeah. the, you know like if I'm mental strength to them is, is all about performance. That's where, what they think you want to hear. Yeah, and it's like, no, that's that's not it. Like mental strength is... You could lose six oh six oh, but did you fight for every point? Yes, yeah. then great. You know, and that's 
and they're like, oh, okay, they seem a little bit shocked by that, obviously, because they're young. I try to introduce it as young as possible, you know, like kids that are playing tournaments at 9, 10, 11, and 12, that's where we really want to make sure that we're we're telling them and teaching them about mental strength mm-hmm. and building good habits and good routines, not waiting until they're 14. No, yeah, exactly. Right, where they've already played a lot of matches and then you're like, okay, this is what mental strength is now. Yeah. You know, it's it's really too late then a little bit in terms of like it's it's a struggle. So yeah. we try to educate them, you know, as young as eight, nine. No, you gotta, you've got to plant the seed early. Yeah, absolutely. So... So you do these exercises with the kids and then the next thing that you need to do is you need to coach them on, you know, how to train their mindset, how to train their mental strength. So how do you do that on the court with them? Yeah, so I think it's important to train on the edge. And what I mean by that is if you're not missing and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and you're probably not practicing the ability to confront those situations when you face them in a match. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's making sure I set up drills sometimes for kids to fail, you know, so they have that feeling and understanding that, you know, um, they're not always going to win points. They're not always going to win matches. And and if you're not really training like that, like I said, like you don't want to be doing a repetition where you're making 10 forehands perfectly every single time, Mm -hmm. right? Is there times for that? Yes. When you're working on technique, but when sometimes when you're working with a player and you really want to focus on that mindset, um, that mental side of the game, then yeah, you want to you want to put them in those uncomfortable situations, yeah, and then talk them through it. I mean, know? I guess I guess now that I think about it, the thing that we were doing yesterday in practice, which was the um, playing the tie break, and then I could only you could only win a point if I missed within the first four, mm-hmm. like. I guess you were training me at that time and I didn't even realize. <laughs> exactly, and exactly right. And, and and you try to do it in a situation, like I do that all the time. Like, um, you know, if I'm hand feeding drills and yeah. hand feeding patterns, you know, I'm not there, I'm not waiting and watching to see if you make the shot. It's if, even if you miss, the pattern continues. Mm-hmm. So you're learning, you're teaching yourself to not sort of stop and look back and worry about what you why you missed yeah it's just to keep moving forward and to keep going and then like you said you know you try to set up situations like that where you know sometimes subliminally you're <laughs> working on those things so it's great yeah and so you know just to go a little bit more into the specifics when you do coach the kids are there any ideas that you like to highlight or on the flip side is there anything that you try to specifically avoid yeah, you know, I definitely try to avoid, and this might sound a little funny, is I try to avoid telling them what they did wrong, right? So obviously as a coach, yes, I want them to perform a forehand, for instance, at a, at a, at a certain way, but if I'm constantly telling kids what they did wrong, yeah, then that's what they're going to do when they go and play a match. No, so yeah. I definitely try to stay away from, like if you, let's just say you missed a forehand, I'm like, Neve, use your legs, Neve, mm-hmm. timing, and then suddenly what you're, what I'm um, building inside of you is that every time you miss the ball, you've got to think about what you did wrong. Yeah. So I'd rather think I, what I try to do is set up a specific pattern or whatever the exercise is, is so that way they're looking forward. They're like, okay, this is what I am trying to do. Okay. Rather than looking back and reflecting on what they did wrong. So you're trying to like emphasize looking on the bright side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that way, when you step up to the line, for instance, if you're going to return a serve, yeah. you have that mind, same mindset. You're not thinking about the last point where you maybe missed the forehand. You're stepping up and saying, okay, this is what I want to do in this point. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. And that's the mindset we want the players to have when they step up to the line. 
looking forward, looking into what they're about to do rather than getting up to the line and reflecting on what they already did wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we have come to our last question. So I wanted to be a bit selfish and ask you about me. So obviously you've coached me for a very long time and watched me progress as a player. So as my coach, how would you describe my mental journey? And what do you think were some of the biggest turning points and lessons from my progression? This is a deep question, Dave. I know, I know. Deep question. <laughs> no, this is a good one for sure. And like, honestly, when I knew we were going to have this question, I obviously had to sit down and like reflect and look back because obviously I've known you since you were four and you actually, you started playing Red Bull tournaments in the UK at, at six. Yeah, so I was really young. You were very, very young. So, you know, I've watched you go through Red Bull tournaments, orange, green, and now into yellow. So, you know, at, from six to nine, to be honest with you, you were mentally unstoppable. Like you were so focused. So like every time, like I remember parents commenting, I'm like, wow, look at that girl. Like she's like on it, right? Like yeah. Your mindset uh, at that young age was you just, I think you just had a real passion for the sport. You really enjoyed it. Um, and you just, you were out there just competing. And then obviously once you got through that orange ball into green, I feel like that's when it was a little bit of a turning point um, for you. It became um, mentally a little bit tougher. I feel like a lot of the times you were judging your performance just on wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had a great win, it was great. But then if you lost, it was a bit of a disaster. So I think, honestly, since you've matured, you sort of understand that there are still positives in your losses. Um, and you are a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. So, you know, I don't hide it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... Um, I think that's a great trait, to be honest with you. It can be used as a positive, right? Like, if you, you're trying to make something perfect, then that means you're going to keep working until it is perfect. Yeah. You know, just over time, again, like, maturing as... as Because you, you now you've been in the sport for such a long time mm-hmm. now as well. Like, you've been in it for, what, over a decade now? Yeah. So, right? So, that's a long time. Now I feel old, man. Yes, <laughs> you are a little bit, need. You're getting there. But, you know, um, it is like, you know maturity as a person will help you grow on the tennis court 100 percent um and that's what happens in life you learn those life skills as you go along and and yeah so for you your journey has been a big one yeah it's been unbelievable to watch you mature in that time did you go through a rough patch there in the middle for sure but Mm -hmm. then i think you know and all junior players and i think that was one of the reasons you started this podcast was because it is stressful for junior yeah. tennis players out there. You know, there's a lot on the line, you know, coming to America, like to see how everybody is very driven by scholarships to schools and mm-hmm. everything like that. There is a lot of pressure. So the mental side of the game is is so much bigger. And to watch you grow over that time and watch how you've matured and now how you're understanding it, I think it has been fantastic. Um, one of the things I did want to say was actually congratulations to you because you know, playing D1 college at Seton Hall is going to be an unbelievable journey for you. Yeah. So congratulations to you on that. That's a, a huge accomplishment. Thank you. And, you know, I think what you'll learn in college, because it is such a team sport, I think you're really going to sort of find a, almost a new love for the game again now that you've gone through that hard hard grind of actually getting into a D1 school. No, yeah. I feel like maybe you'll start to relax a little bit again. Yeah, I feel like maybe sometimes you feel like you're a bit on your own. And when you do, like me, like you put very well, that you do want everything to be perfect Mm -hmm. and you're the only person who can control that, it's a lot of pressure that ends up going on yourself. 
It is. No, it is for sure. And then, like I said, college is going to be amazing for you. I think you'll really enjoy it there. You'll have that team camaraderie, which will be yeah. great. Yeah. You know, you to get into a D1 college school and play tennis at that level is not easy. So it's it's amazing to be able to do that. And I think, like I said, you're going to really just start to enjoy your tennis again, which I hope for. And and again, that's a big part of it. You know, that's why I still love playing is because I enjoy it now. And yeah. as you mature, you'll just enjoy being on that court more and more. Yeah. Well, thank you for spending the time on, ref- on reflecting because I think also for me is that I talk a lot about my past on here and like mm-hmm. my journey, but it's also good to get another perspective of, you know, someone who's watched me through the journey and it's not just through my eyes. So mm-hmm. thank you for taking the time to answer the questions, for looking back on everything. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners will be very interested in hearing what you had to say. So, um, yeah, thank you for coming today and, My pleasure. and, and coming with me. So, um, yeah, we, we just want to thank Matt for joining us today. Um, you can check out his program at IJPTennis.com. You can also follow IJP Tennis on Instagram and Twitter. Um, again, it was Matt Sunter. He is the director of the program. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview. It was a lot of fun and I was really excited to plan this. We're also doing it. We did it in person as well because I was back home. So that adds even more to it. Uh, We do have an episode planned for May already. So please stay tuned to Instagram. Follow us game underscore mindset underscore match to get information about this episode, to get information about future episodes. And I will see you all in May.